Welcome back to another episode of the Literacy Dive podcast. Today, I have a special guest that is going to be sharing all things writing with you. I know that from personal experience, I have had several years where I just needed to get a grasp on how to properly set up my classroom to make it conducive for writing. And just, I needed tips and ideas in order to create the community of writers that I wanted to have. So today on the podcast, I am bringing to you Jamie Sears, and she is a writing expert. Jamie is a fun-loving mom of five, soon to be six. She's a wife, entrepreneur, and forever a teacher at heart. After several years in the classroom, her passion to make learning fun and effective for students and teachers alike inspired her to start the Not So Wimpy Teacher. So now she has the honor of serving hundreds of thousands of teachers around the world by providing easy-to-use, hands-on resources that help students to love learning And they help teachers to love teaching. So if you are ready to learn some tips and tricks to make your writing workshop more effective, this episode is for you. And we can't wait to meet you inside. You are listening to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. Learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. With a passion for literacy and supporting teachers, here's your host, Megan Polk from Miss P's Style. Welcome back to the Literacy Dive podcast. Jamie, I am so excited to have you on this show. Could you briefly start off by just telling us a little bit more about you? Hey, Megan. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. I am having the best time doing podcast interviews. So fun. A little about me. Uh, My name is Jamie, and I am the face behind Not So Wimpy Teacher. And we help teachers in grades two through five to deliver more effective and engaging lessons in the classroom. And teaching writing is actually our jam, even though for most teachers, that's their least favorite subject. I think that because it's their least favorite subject, I get so much joy out of helping them to simplify the process. Love it. Okay. And so this is a question where I know that like you are just all things writing. And a question that I know a lot of people have are, What inspired you to make teaching writing your thing? Like, were you always a lover of writing or did you kind of stumble up into loving writing? Could you tell us a little bit about how you got into this specifically? Yeah. So when I was in elementary school, I absolutely loved writing. I still remember sitting there with a journal and like my teachers probably grading papers at our desk, but you just had a journal and you're expected to write for like 20 minutes. I loved that time. It was my favorite time of the day. In fact, I used to go to the school library and check out the thesaurus, the children's version. I can still see the cover, actually. And I would take it out to recess where I would sit up against the wall writing stuff with really creative word choice. While all my friends were off playing games and sports and things, I set all my writing to like young authors, competitions. I wanted to be a writer. So I loved, loved writing. And I just assumed, because I loved to write, that I would be a great writing teacher and that All other students also love to write. So imagine my surprise when I do become a teacher much later in life and I find out that um, my students dislike writing, with the exception of maybe a couple, the majority 
disliked writing so much. And I also, even though I was a good writer, had no clue what I was doing was teaching writing. It felt like a whole different ballgame. I was so discouraged because I thought, if I can write, why can't I teach it? I just had no idea what to do. I didn't know what lessons to teach. I would sit in front of my class and just be like, okay, good writers have leads and interesting words and paragraphs and they spell good and they have an ending. So go write a story. And I mean, as you can imagine, that didn't go well. And so I was discouraged. I thought I just gave this brilliant lesson and they're all just sitting there staring at the clock. Like, I don't know what to write about. I'm finished. And it's like two lines. So why I decided to focus on writing is because I needed it. My students were struggling. I was miserable. I I really was taking it hard because I thought I should be so good at it. And I thought I was the only person who didn't know how to teach writing. So I thought I was on this island where everyone was a great writing teacher but me. And I didn't want them to find out. So I started reading books, reading blogs, going to trainings. I tried all kinds of things. Most of it didn't work. But eventually I started to think about how reading and math were going pretty well in my classroom. So I said, "What's what about reading and math is working? Are there pieces that I could bring to my writing workshop? And that was what was game changers. I realized, you know what? Small mini lessons are working in math and reading. Why am I not doing that in writing? More targeted lessons, not just here's all the things you should know. That was working in every other subject area. Why wasn't I bringing it to writing? Even conferencing, I brought it to writing just like I was doing in every other subject area. And that's when I started to have some big wins. And I didn't really want to teach teachers about it because I still thought I was the only one who didn't know. Like I thought, I didn't think I found the secret. I thought, okay, I finally figured out what everyone else has been doing. But teachers started coming to me very regularly. What are you doing in writing? Tell us more. And that's how it was all born was I took a little bit of a risk. I did a Facebook live, talked a little bit about what I was doing in writing and teachers were like, um, I need to know more. And that's when I realized I wasn't alone. Writing is just a challenging subject that we don't learn much about in college in our classes. And so we get into the classroom and we think, well, I know how to write. So clearly I can teach it, but that's not exactly how it works. And so I'm excited that I stumbled across this and I can help teachers to become more confident and let them know that you're not alone. If you're struggling with teaching writing, you don't enjoy it. Your students don't enjoy it. You're the majority, not the minority. And I think that's such a good comfort when, because I think oftentimes teachers feel like I'm do, I'm by myself. Everyone else is doing a great job and here I am not being effective and they're just not realizing that they are in a boat with so many other people and why not get together and try to figure out how to tackle this and make it most successful for not only themselves and be enjoyable because you're spending all day in the classroom with students but also making it enjoyable for students too. So I love this topic that we're going to dive into today, which is chaos to calm, because I feel like if you're not feeling as you know positive about your writing strategies, if you're not feeling very confident as a writing teacher, then you're probably thinking, I've had those chaotic blocks. I've have, I have chaotic thoughts when it comes to How do I set up and take control and create this writing workshop model that works for me? So I'm so excited that you will be able to talk on this topic and share some strategies and tips for those who are feeling pretty like overwhelmed by this and realizing that step-by-step, like this can be a very seamless, stress-free process. So getting started, I just want you to kind of share what are some components of a super successful 
writing block that can help take the chaos away and really streamline what this could look like for teachers? Yes, this is one of my favorite topics because my writing workshop was pure chaos. And because it was pure chaos, I didn't look forward to it, right? In our classroom, we like to have some control. And where there's some control, then we feel confident. And so my writing workshop didn't have that feeling. And so I put it at the very end of my day. And if reading or math or recess went long, I was like, oh, wow, we just didn't get to writing today. It's okay, guys. I mean, I wanted that to happen. I used to hope that there would be a fire drill. I mean, <laughs> that's how bad it was. So if you feel like your writing workshop's chaos, don't worry. I was right there with you. I think that the first thing to realize about a good writing block. What was really hard for me is that all of my students were in different places in the writing process, which is very common in a writing workshop. So it takes students a different amount of time to draft. So you might have one student drafting while another student's editing and another student's publishing. They're doing all different activities. That's really hard as a teacher. They're raising their hand. One kid's asking like, what should I write about? Others, how do I spell this? Google isn't working. I can't figure out how to log in. You know, all these different problems. And so I was running around the classroom putting out many fires. Fires, yeah. And the kids who are raising their hands and asking for help, you're running to them first. The kids who probably need the very most help aren't raising their hand at all. They're being kind of quiet and kind of getting away with just sitting there. So they're not getting the time they need, the instruction they need, the individualized attention. So I found that that was one of the reasons my students probably weren't doing well is because we weren't all doing the same thing. So when I would give a mini lesson, which by the way, you asked for components, the mini lesson is absolutely positively the most important component, but the most important word out of this is mini. When I first started, it was all maxi lessons. I talked a whole bunch because I thought if I said it a million times, then they do it. Turns out that is they aren't, they don't correlate You saying it 50 times doesn't actually make them do it. So went down to mini lessons, 10 minute lessons, but instead of letting, you know, teaching a lesson and then having my students, some of them might be implementing it, but others are at different places in the writing process. They weren't implementing it right away. So I might teach a lesson about leads, right? And one little girl is just starting her story. And so she starts working on a cool lead. She uses it right away. And so it's great because she's implementing the lesson you just taught. So she's actually getting to practice it right now. She's much more likely to use the strategies you taught and to remember those strategies. But the kiddo sitting right next to her who's publishing, not working on leads today, maybe not working on leads for another week or two, is going to forget all of the strategies you taught. So when they get to drafting mode and they're wanting to work on their lead, they no longer remember the strategies and you're having to reteach And that is where my lessons were getting chaotic was I was be teaching a lesson, but only a couple students were going to implement that lesson. The rest of my class wasn't using it. And that's when it really occurred to to me that I needed all of my students in the same place. I wanted them all to be writing leads on the same day. I wanted them all to be working on dialogue on the same day. But that's tricky in writing. In writing workshop, everyone works at a different pace. So I really battled with how can I make us all be together, but still have choice and move at our same at this different pace that we need. And that's when I started implementing two different pieces of writing that they're working on. So one is called the masterpiece. The masterpiece is the one we're all working through at the same time. So we work at 
my pace through the masterpiece. I teach leads, you go back, you write your lead. Maybe the next day I'm teaching paragraphs. So we talk about paragraphs, you go back and fix your paragraphs. When you're done with that, you don't move on. That's how we stay in the same place. When you're done with that simple little task, then you work on your second piece of writing, your other story. This one, I don't grade as much. This one, you're working at your own pace. This one allows them all that freedom. They can still practice all the strategies we're learning in our mini lessons, but that when they're at their own pace, that one masterpiece though, they're always practicing the skill I just taught, which is so much what we do in reading and math. In math, we might teach a strategy that day. They work on a practice sheet and some problems and maybe a homework sheet all about that strategy. That's what helps enforce it. And that's what I brought to my writing workshop. We all need to practice the strategy I'm teaching that day. This took so much chaos out of my writing workshop because they were raising their hands asking about leads on lead day. And this helped me as a teacher to stay focused. I didn't have to answer a whole bunch of other extra questions, or at least not as many, because everyone's working on the same skill or strategy. I really love that because I think that, you know, when we think about writing, we want kids to enjoy it and to tap in. But when you want them to be successfully completing a certain genre of writing, it is really important that they are following along and you can be able to not feel overwhelmed by staying where they are. And I think that they can find success with finishing the piece. And it just makes it, like you said, less chaotic to have those two separate entities going. So I like that that is a very great strategy for teachers to implement. And when you're thinking about only focusing on that one piece for the day, that one skill, that one strategy, then it takes away the overwhelm of everything else that the kids are doing. So I really love that. And so something else that I find that teachers, feel like it's just chaotic is like they always come and feel like they don't have enough time. They wish they had more time. They don't have enough time for anything in a day. So what would you say in terms of like how much time would they need to teach writing workshop or how how could they make this work depending on what their school district or what their school has set when it comes to the writing block? Yeah, time is always an issue for teachers, right? We're trying to squeeze it all into this short day and we're kind of running a marathon every day. I don't know about you, but when the kids go home, you're like, okay. Now the thing about writing, when when you think about it, is that most people just lack a lot of confidence and you either really love to teach reading or you really love to teach math and you don't skip those during a day. You're not like, oh, well, we didn't have time for reading and math today. You do them Most often, teachers have received training at college, PD training from their school. They've read maybe some books. They're excited about it. So if you love teaching reading, you're like, hey, does anyone know a cool book about teaching reading? Even though you already love it and are having success, you still want to learn more because you enjoy it. The thing about writing is that we haven't had a lot of success. We don't have a lot of training in it. So we're not like, hey, I want to learn more. And because we don't feel that confidence... We put it at the end of the day and we don't protect the time. Like we do our reading block and our math block. We protect it. We're like, no, you have to do reading and math every day. But then it gets to writing. We're like, "Eh, you, you wrote your answers to your reading questions. We'll call that good enough. So I think I found a big problem isn't always that we don't have the time. It's that we don't 
protect it. We're willing to let something else take that time just because we don't exactly know what we're going to do with the writing time anyway. So that might be you. You might be like, oh, I'm guilty of that. I was super guilty of that. Now, I think that a really successful writing workshop should be between 30 and 45 minutes. I find that most teachers can make a 30-minute block happen in their classroom if they're committed to it. And they'll be more committed to it once they feel confident about what to do with the 30 minutes. In a 30-minute block, you want your students to actually be writing the majority of that block. And that's scary because when they're like writing on their own, you feel like you lost a little bit of control. Like, what if they're doing it all wrong? What if the end of 30 minutes, I find that they did nothing and you will, and that does happen. And it's part of the process. But in a 30-minute block, if you spend 10 minutes teaching and you spend 18 minutes with them writing and maybe two minutes sharing at the end, that is, if you keep that going at least four days a week, you're going to see massive growth with your writers. I love that. That's in that. I think that just lets people know that no matter what your schedule looks like, no matter what your routine looks like, you can still have a successful writing block. You can still allow your students to gain success. You can still have them complete different genres of writing. And um, the time piece, I think, is just in our brains of we don't have a lot of time. There's definitely ways to make it work. You certainly don't have a lot of time. And then there are some time savers. I love to read mentor text during writing, but I only have 10-minute lessons. So I like to read mentor text during reading, discuss it yes. for the reading skills and strategies. And then during writing, you don't have to reread the whole book. You could go to one page. If you're working on dialogue, you could go to one page, reread that one page and say, hey, that this is the dialogue. What do you notice about it? So you're not having to start from scratch. That's important. I don't have my students doing a whole bunch of like interactive notebook activities, coloring, cutting, and all of that, because that's really time consuming, takes away from their writing, really practicing routines and procedures so they're not wasting time going from maybe their desk to the carpet, to wherever they write, getting writing utensils, like really getting firm about those at the beginning of the year. These will all help to make that 30 minutes more beneficial for you and your students. I'm not saying people have tons of time and they're just wandering it. But if you get committed to protecting that time, 30 minutes is what it would take to really transform a struggling, reluctant writer into someone excited to write and growing, not perfect, but growing. Yeah, that's the key is growing. Um, So I know that you get just the honor and privilege to be able to work alongside so many teachers who might be like some of the listeners that we have today who are just like, I want to be better at writing. I want to feel more confidence with writing. I want to be more successful for writing. I want to be the writing teacher that my students deserve. I want to be the writing teacher that my students need. And I know that you um, have just crafted and created a program, a masterclass that can support teachers. Could you talk a little bit about your writing masterclass that I know that so many teachers have found value with. Sure. I'm so proud of this online professional development program we put together because teachers really need it. They're struggling. And I love having the opportunity to take them from feeling like they don't know what to do and giving them some confidence, some new strategies that they might not have thought of before or refining some strategies that they've tried in the past and haven't worked. 
And so I created the Not So Wimpy Writing Masterclass two years ago, and we have had the privilege of serving 7,000 different educators. Wow. And I mean, when you start multiplying that by 25 students, students year, yes. It's just so amazing how many people that we've been able to help. And I think the big focus of the masterclass is simplifying things because we have a tendency as teachers to overcomplicate it. And once we overcomplicate it, then we're not as likely to do it because it gets so hard. I don't want you grading papers on weekends. I don't want the lesson plans for writing to take hours. I want this to be simple so it fits in to your personal life. And because I know you have reading and math and science and social studies to think about. So the masterclass is an online professional development. So I love that because you can take it in your pajamas or out by the pool and you can watch it as many times as you want to. You can watch it this summer next summer. And also it comes with a professional development certificate. And we're going to change some of the mindsets you and your students have about writing. We're going to help your students to grow. And that's, that's my ultimate goal for teachers who go through the program. That is amazing. I just, I really, really love that this is something that's available to teachers who need the support and who want the community and who ultimately want to grow because that's what it's really, really about. And um, I know that you definitely have some pieces to your program that differs from just the basic writer's workshop. So could you just touch on a couple of differences to what the not so wimpy writing process or the program, um, what some of those key differences are that could really make teachers feel like, like, oh my gosh, I can definitely do this. Absolutely. First of all, we focus on progress and not perfection. I think this is so important for all teachers is that we are just working to grow as educators and for our students to grow. We're not seeking perfection. But as far as the writing workshop, we focus on those tiny mini lessons. See, I didn't know what to teach during those mini lessons or how to make a lesson only be 10 minutes and still be valuable. So we're going to teach you exactly what to do during those 10 minutes, how to break down standards. The writing standards aren't very broken down for you. It's like, we'll teach, they will be able to write opinion essays. They will be able to do information reports and write narrative stories. But I didn't know what I needed to teach to be able to get them to be able to do that. And the standards didn't break it down. So we're going to help you break it down into manageable pieces so that each day seems really easy for you. But also, we're going to help all of your students. I found that traditional curriculum works pretty good for your on-level and above-level students, but your struggling students are the ones who don't understand those lessons because they tend to be kind of vague. And we want to get our lessons to be very much like, here are three strategies you can try, pick one, and do it today. So we help you to make those lessons really achievable for all students. We're going to help you with grading and saving time with grading. I never was taught that. It was like students wrote and they're like, now grade it. Well, it's not that easy. If you've ever graded writing, it's the worst part, right? So we're going to help you to make that easier to do. Um, More than anything, we're going to show you how to add fun and choice to your writing workshop while still having control and calm because it's possible to have both. That is incredible. And what I'm really excited about is that at the time that this is now coming to you all, the cart is open for you to be able to get a little bit of a glimpse inside of what this writing masterclass has to offer. And um, I will be leaving the link in the show notes for you so that you can be able to 
do your own next steps, which is to take that step as a teacher, take that step as the leader of your classroom, of your students, get some community and some support. So I'm really excited that this is now something that is open and that there's going to be so many more teachers that can be impacted. Yeah, we only open the program once a year because we want to make sure that we are really there to support you and answer every question you might have. And so really, we open in June and we won't open for again for another year. So this is an amazing opportunity for you right now. And I love I love the timing of this as well. I mean, I am just now, you know, thinking about these summer months is all about how can we get ourselves definitely resting from the the crazy school years that we've had, but how can we get ourselves to be better prepared for our students, to be better prepared for our administration who's coming in and seeing like, wow, after, you know, a a year that we've had, a two years we've had, you are still making so many goals. And so the fact that this is something that's available, I would highly recommend if you are listening to this, especially in real time, to definitely check out this writing masterclass. It is going to transform not only your life, but also the lives of your students. And so this is definitely something, it is time sensitive, but definitely something that I'm so excited that is available for you to jump into. Thank you, Megan. We're really thrilled. We spend all year planning for the group of teachers that we're going to have this summer. And we just think of all the different ways that we can make writing easier and more fun for you. So we can't wait to welcome the new teachers into the group this year. I am so pumped for that. And you just said something that I was just thinking, which is to make writing fun. And so as we're kind of wrapping up, are there any last minute, just favorite strategies that you have or that you can offer to the listeners to just, you know, be able to really find the joy and to make writing fun? Yeah. Well, writing will become fun when you're more confident. That's right away. That'll be more fun. And when your students start to become more confident and beg you for writing, then you're really going to love it. But there's just really simple things you can do. I find that offering choice makes writing more fun. I used to think that writing always had to be done with a yellow number two pencil. I mean, that's just how I thought it had to be done. And then I started thinking about how much I love my purple flare pen. And that's what I write with. I order only the purple ones sometimes just because they're my favorite. Well, what if my students have a favorite writing utensil? Maybe it's a gel pen. Maybe it's a mechanical pencil or a smelly pencil or a smelly pen. I started to put out writing utensils that could only be used during our writing workshop. So they're super special. We didn't pull them out during reading and math. And I let my students try them out and find the one they liked the best. And that's what they got to use during writing workshop. It's a simple change. It does feel a little uncomfortable if you are a rule follower who's like, no, yellow number two, Ticonderoga. I still love them. Keep them out for your math block, but you don't need them in writing. Students get so pumped up at just the simplest thing as choosing their own writing utensil. That's so good. So I think that's a takeaway right now. We talk about being actionable, taking away a step, and that is something that you can start stocking up on. And then from day one, getting to know your students and seeing what do they like, what do they prefer? Because something as simple as providing them with choice can be the game changer for what they are actually producing. My last little thing that I want to say before we wrap up is I just want to ask you the question that I know so many people probably are thinking the opposite too, but can you be an effective writing teacher if you just simply hate to write? Yes. Yes. I get that question sometimes. And and I mean, I understand it, but the answer is yes, you most certainly can. And when I was in school, I absolutely hated math. I hated it with a passion. I was a creative person, so I didn't 
math just didn't speak to me because it didn't seem all that creative to me. And as a teacher, I'm an extremely effective math teacher. And in fact, it's one of my favorite subjects to teach because I love being able to play with the manipulatives and come up with different strategies. So just because you've had a past where you don't like writing doesn't mean you can't teach the amazing strategies that writers use. And then I think as you see your students start to grow and every student in your class won't want to become an author. And that's okay. But I think that as you see your students start to grow, it starts to get you excited. And you realize that even if you aren't an author and you're not going to go home tonight and write in a journal, that you know the strategies and you know effective ways to teach them to your students that they can be successful, not just this year, but next year and high school, college, and in in career readiness. So yes, you can be a great writing teacher, even if you don't consider yourself to be a writer. I just feel so, I mean, by listening and by seeing things that you say, I just feel so inspired. I feel so much more calm to be able to take on different big feats. And so I'm so grateful for your knowledge, especially when it comes to something so tricky and hard and challenging like writing. And just to let people know that you can be effective and you can be successful with this. So I am so grateful, Jamie, for your time, for your expertise, for your knowledge. And I just want to ask you, For the listeners that are coming in, that are listening today, that might be listening um, in at coming days, where can they find out more about you and about this writing masterclass? Absolutely. So if you're interested more in the masterclass, make sure you click right away. It is a limited time offer. So Megan's going to leave a link for you in the notes. So make sure you check that out. That'd be my first recommendation. Uh, even if you're not joining us in the master class, you can check me out at notsowimpyteacher.com. I do have lots of free articles about teaching writing. And so that is a good starting point if you're not quite ready to take the leap to become that super confident and effective writing teacher quite yet. So you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook, not so wimpy teacher. Okay. Thank you so much, Jamie. It was such a pleasure having you and being able to discuss all things writing with you. Once again, if you are interested in checking out the Not So Wimpy Writing Masterclass, use the link in the show notes and check it out today. Now, I will let you in on a little surprise. Next week, we are going to have another guest episode, and it is going to be an expert in reading, and you are not going to want to miss that episode. So I will be back with you next week. Thank you for listening to The Literacy Dive. If you would like to connect with Megan, you can find her on Instagram at Miss Peace Style. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes of The Literacy Dive. Until next time.